everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, we are taking to new digital production quality materials as well as any analogue photographers can. <laughs> Which is to say, apologies in advance if there are any technical hiccups today. Um, it will be, um, well, it won't be mostly my co-host's fault, will it, Graham? <laughs> no, it'll be all, all of my fault. I will take full responsibility and put my head on the chopping block. Actually, that's good. That really wasn't where I was going with that. But okay, that works. <laughs> so how are you today, buddy? I am doing very well, thank you, AD. A little bit sleep deprived because um, we first road tested this software last night on backing paper. And um, due to just some unforeseen instances, uh, I was up until 2am in the morning <laughs> nailing that show together and getting out the door. So I'm wow. hoping I'm hoping that tonight will go better. Although I do feel like we've maybe stacked the odds against us on that front. But, well, more, 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 more on that in a moment. But uh, yeah, so uh, due to um, uh, technical challenges, or actually more like time challenges. Um, I haven't yet listened to yesterday's backing paper show. Um, yesterday, of course, as we record this rather than as when it goes out. Uh, was it a good one? It was great. It was fantastic. Eric joined me because Rachel, who sadly is not with us again tonight, was poorly last night. Um, so Eric stepped into the breach and always. And um, uh, it was, to be honest, a lot of the show was just spent saying uh, thank you to awesome people because there are so many awesome people. So we spent a lot of the show doing that. It was great fun. We had a good time. Well, absolutely good, good stuff, and th- and I would like to also add my personal thanks to all of those people who've been helping us out, uh, and it's it's great to have the sh- uh, all the support that we do get. It makes it even more worthwhile, even though we do it uh, anyway. Um, so, and on the spirit of doing it anyway, um, let's get on with the show. Uh, we have got some special guests. Uh, Graham, is it is it safe to introduce them? I mean, we're going with a given value of the word safe here, especially when I say that one of these two special guests actually donated to us on coffee, and so is probably our favourite of the two. Um, I, don't <laughs> I don't want to wind anybody up from the get-go. Um, it is an absolute delight to welcome back to the show uh, Cy Riddell and David Allen. It's the Danger Boys! We need a Thanks. theme tune for this. Yeah, I, I, we need a Danger Boys theme song. Yeah, we do. Oh, I thanks just for having us, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Ah, thanks for, like, uh... Welcome back, guys. Well, thanks for introducing us as special. You know, <laughs> you are very special. I only actually, I, I wish listeners could hear what it's like when we first get on the call with you, uh, because you're almost always in mid absolute panic, and this evening was no exception, was it? Ed? <laughs> No, 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 but it's okay. Uh, you know, we've been singing some lullabies, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I think we've got everybody down to a nice level of energy for an evening's conversation about analog photography. Yeah, it's going to be good. So uh, what I thought we'd do, because you two, the, the reason we need to speak to you is because you've got more uh, bonkers stuff coming up. But, but before we get to that, I feel like we ought to catch up on what you lot have been up to uh, independently over the last uh, few months, because whilst you are a lovely couple, you do like to have some time apart and to do your own thing. Um, and I'd like to hear what Dave's been up to first, mostly because he donated to us some coffee, so he's our favourite, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, result. <laughs> so, so, Dave, what have you been up to since we last chatted? Uh, I guess, wow, it's, well, I don't remember how long ago we last chatted. It's been a, It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, actually, so I've been mostly spending time in the the dark room more than than shooting, uh, which so actually Simon came out and helped me build a dark room uh, in my place. So I have a full lab and where I process all my film and do all my own printing and everything. 
And so from that, I've sort of been investing a little more time in my, my dark room and uh, started a really investing time in my Patreon account and using my dark room sort of as an excuse to make prints for supporters and, and trying to, to do new stuff, new stuff. Um, and uh, my normal sort of composite photography and my, my double exposures, it's sort of nice in the dark room. I can, I can focus on screw, screwing with things rather than the dark room, just basically screwing with things even more, um, making my work perhaps even less sellable, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your composite work because this is I, we saw this stuff before you were on last time we talked about it a bit but um i, I know i think i've seen it featured uh certainly on lemography was it lemography i know i saw it featured somewhere quite uh, cool um fairly recently um the composite work um is, is that still your main focus at the moment i mean uh, not necessarily that my that's that's not necessarily my focus. I just use it a lot. I, I, for me, multiple exposures are just like aperture or, you know, sh- shutter speed. It's just something in your arsenal that's fundamental to photography. So if it's something I'm working on that benefits from it, I use it at this point. So early on, I was really sort of going, how can I use splitters? How can I do these things? How can I sink this building in the ocean? And now it's just sort of what do I want to get across? And uh, what kind of sort of things do I want to work on and get across? Uh, that being said, then I realized people just want to buy prints of things in coffee cups. So then recent, recently I <laughs> have been doing double exposure co- composites of just putting like dragons and stuff in coffee cups because, that you know, that sells prints. Um, <laughs> so. Well, so try I mean, a dragon in a coffee cup is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So okay. I mean, are you? I, I'm not sure what sort of your situation is. Are you trying to make a living from your art at the moment? Oh or, no! Or I mean, you proper... <laughs> sorry. You just said the words "make a living from art." It just it's yeah, like, I know. the funniest thing you've said in a while. Um, <laughs> thanks, Aid. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Um, right, right now I'm using Patreon to just sort of subsidize, subsidize my art. So the money I get from that sort of just restocks, uh, film and supplies. And I don't, I don't expect actually to make a living off of it, uh, but it does allow me to do more stuff. So I have an exhibition coming up in a couple months in Lyon in, uh, another city. And I'm going to run a master class in conjunction with that exhibition and stuff like that, which is really nice. So then things like Patreon just sort of allow me to buy the paper for, for that kind of stuff. And um, definitely it doesn't feed my family. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I suppose, sorry, you go on. No, I was going to say that sounds pretty cool, actually, because Lyon, if I remember correctly, isn't that France's second city? So that's pretty a pretty major place. Yeah. And it's got a really vibrant film photography community, actually. Uh, there's someone I met through Twitter, through our, you know, the Believe in Film community, who happens to be in Lyon. And we became friends and I've actually seen him there and I've done some stuff with him since. And it's got a really cool uh, analog photography community. So, so I'm hoping uh, there's a good response for the masterclass, too. So. So I've got two questions about these coffee cup pictures. All right, one, uh, how, is it frustrating making stuff because um, because people want it rather than because you want to make it? <laughs> um, I mean, it's 
at first, there's a little story. I made the coffee. I don't know if you've seen it, but I have this one where there's this sort of this old looking building from Toulouse in a coffee cup and a latte. And I, the, the story behind that was I had just gotten a new large format camera. I was going through the city and my buddy actually makes the best coffee in the city. He has a, a bike outside where he has a full espresso machine and he's a friend of mine. And I, I went for a coffee and he said, what's that camera? And I explained it to him. He said, can that do double exposures as well? Because he knows my style, right? And I said, yeah, we could put that building in the coffee cup, you know, just sort of saying anything. And he goes, let's do it. And he starts making a, a latte right away. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's sort of an off the cup thing. I, I do a macro shot of the latte. I put in my splitters to block off parts of it and do the thing. And then I just, it wasn't a shot I planned on taking. So I didn't develop it for several months. And then I go, oh, yeah, there's something in this this film holder. I might as well develop it so I can use the film holder. It's the coffee cup picture. And it actually just sort of sat up where I uh, sat, where I where I dry or hung where I dry my negatives for six months. Uh, <laughs> oh, because, boy. because I was like, well, this is pointless. This is pointless aesthetic. This is so sucking, you know, getting my high horse, which is so dumb because it's, <laughs> my wife goes, it's cool. And that's OK. And I'm like, no, it's not OK. And she was right. It was, it, it's okay to just have a nice looking picture. So then I, I finally took, we actually moved and that prompted me to take it down. And then I finally scanned it and printed it. And then people really liked it. And I was like, maybe it's okay to just make some cool stuff. So then I put dragons in a teacup and it, like the dragon teacup is pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It's just like a dragon in a teacup, but it's cool. <laughs> That does sound cool. Okay, so seeing as this has become a sort of signature dish for you, yeah. could, how do you go about putting a dragon in a teacup? Could you give us a – because maybe if you explain to us how, how it's done, then the people who like want that can make that, and then you can get on with making your meaningful art, which speaks <laughs> to the um, tragedy of the human soul um, and not just putting dragons in teacups. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if someone wants to take over, yeah, I, I'll pass that baton. Oh, I I use a splitter, so I block off a part of the lens. I just do it in camera, uh, usually. So, so I, I, I'm sorry. When you say splitter, I'm not immediately um, able to picture what a splitter is. Sorry. Do you know what a cocon filter is? The the square filter holder where you slide in the filters. Um, yeah, that was a very yeah. French way of saying cocaine. Cocaine. That's a good point. I, had, I didn't quite get it at first myself either, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a French company. I live in France. It's like oh, weird. It it's like when you go back to I America didn't... and you, I can't, I have to say croissant and like people are like looking at you like you're some sort of like snob. Like I cannot, I don't know how to pronounce it any other way, you know? <laughs> and then you hear them, you're like, crit, 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 cris, croissant? <laughs> like, what is that? I didn't know. I didn't know they were a French company, actually. Yeah, it's French. Yeah. So, so I'm pronouncing it. I think how you're supposed to. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, there we go. Yeah. So, anyway, it's an American pronouncing a French uh, camera filter on a British podcast. So, you know, it just <laughs> could go wrong. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, I actually uh, have for the the coffee cup one. I actually have a filter that slides in. That's just a piece of uh, optical glass that has the center blacked off. And then I have a matching one that is just black plastic that has a hole cut in the center, right? So so uh, when I shoot the, for instance, the dragon one, I shot the center first. 
And so I went to uh, the Chinese festival in Gayak, a nearby uh, city, and I blocked off the outside. So I used the filter where it only ha uh, has a hole in the center to shoot the, the, the dragon. And then when I got home, I made the tea, got close and put in the filter that just blocks off the center where the dragon is. Uh, so I'm not actually, it's not like a double exposure where you see like, uh, two images superimposed on each other. Like, you know, they, they sort of blend, you know, seamlessly blend into one another. And that blend is controlled by your aperture, right? That's just depth of field. Uh, right. So if you close your aperture more, there's less fade between those two exposures. Ah, okay. Simple, that makes yeah. sense. That's so, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So where, where did the... So that the, so it it goes in the square filter holder in front of the lens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. that's a really good tip. I, I've I've not um, not used splitters or ever heard anybody talking about them. So that's actually really really quite cool and useful because um, I, I always find that one of the biggest problems when trying to do stuff like that with double exposure is getting stuff you know getting something dark enough behind so that the second exposure sits. It's it's quite tricky. Um, You've covered what you're doing for the uh, huge money that you're making from it with these dragons in cups, um, the, you know, the real commercial work that's driving your fortune. Uh, what is it that you're doing for the love and that you want to be doing? Because clearly it ain't that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's just there's actually a few different projects. Um, one of them, the one of the projects I'm working on right now is tentatively called Not a Flower. Because uh, I was was reading with my wife about how sexual assault with kids is decreased where parents use medical names for genitalia with their children, right? Because when apparently when you use, oh, that's your flower, you know, that's your like special area, um, it, it actually promotes this idea I can't really talk about it. And so kids don't actually defend themselves as verbally, which leads to sexual assault. And having a three-year-old daughter... We just sort of made this decision, okay, her, her vulva is her vulva. You know, that's what we call it, right? And um, which sort of shocks people. And so I have sort of this series of nudes where I do double exposures of naked women's back and men too, um, where it I try to make it look, them look like a vulva. <laughs> it's the whole goal. But the, it's meant to sort of be shocking because you crop it. And if you do it right, it actually just sort of looks like a macro photo of a vulva. And the whole point is it's actually just someone's arm and their back, right? There's no reason that should be shocking. But we are shocked by it because for some reason it's wrong. And I'm trying to mimic this idea that why are we shocked by this medical name when it shouldn't be shocking? So stuff like that. So it's actually sort of a series I'm doing for my daughter in a sense. And uh, I've had a few models you know, pose for that, which is pretty cool. So that sounds, is this what your exhibition will be in um, Lyon? Um, I'm not sure. I think I'm going to do uh, maybe three or four uh, pieces from a bunch of different series for Lyon. Uh, because if I'm running a master class too, I have a lot of different double exposure techniques I use. And I think it'll actually be good to try to show like a smattering of these techniques uh, with different styles. So I think I th I think I might print off, print off uh, make three three or four prints of that series, along with a few other series. So. That does sound very cool. That does sound uh, it's it's it was it a project that 
has only just sort of come to you because of having a young daughter. Uh, is, is this one of those things where you, as a parent, suddenly become of a world that you just didn't think of before? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I never thought I'd be like, do we call a vulva a vulva in this household? <laughs> what do we call it? You know, like, you know, like you, know, you don't think about those things. And then suddenly you have a daughter and you're like, wait, <laughs> you know, like, what is this? And you, you get so nervous for your kids. You want to like empower them in any way you can. You know, I don't know that I'd do a bunch of like vulva pictures if not for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a weird sentence <laughs> it's like so so it goes on like i did a couple and i like uh i had uh someone come over to do a session at our house and so i just wrote on our like family calendar like oh vulva and my wife's like <laughs> cracking up she's like i'm glad when people come over they just see vulva written on certain dates really big like, so <laughs> It's a good luck. It's a good yeah. luck. Today's, today's a Volvo day. You know, you it's need to know these things. So you talked earlier about the fact that you have got a Patreon that you're um, using to try and support, you know, funding what you want to do. How does that work with stuff like this? Is that the kind of stuff that you're sharing with people? How, um, as a creative, how mm. do you build up an audience on a um, platform like Patreon? I I'm trying something. I don't know if it's how well it's working. It's starting to take off a little, but I, for me, I actually give all of my supporters the same thing every month, regardless of tier, but Is I limit. Vulva? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just gets the same vulva. Uh, so regardless of tier so i limit the lower tiers and so my sort of idea is i want to make better stuff so whoever you know i have one person who pays one dollar a month and he gets the same thing as the people who pay eight dollars a month mm -hmm. right and and so then it's sort of i announce at that month hey this month this is what i'm doing and that's actually gotten a few people because they go oh that's cool i'd like that um and, or I either do that everyone gets the same thing or i get something really bigger and say hey i'm going to uh, draw one of my supporters is going to get this, right? So th those are the two things. Either in, in in the month you have a chance to win something big because you support me, regardless of tier, or everyone gets the, the same thing. And so like this month, everyone's going to get a dragon and a teacup uh, small fiber print, mm -hmm. or they're going to get an insane discount on a big, uh, really like on a, on a proper sized fiber print, you know, where they're going to pay considerably less than I would normally charge. Basically, they're going to cover shipping, so stuff yeah. like that. Um, so, so that's what I'm trying. Um, and then I have a, a zine, a zine, zine. <laughs> it's definitely a zine. Yeah, Even zine. the French don't go for us saying zine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but I'm going to do a zine soon, um, and that sort of process I've just shared with my patrons. You know, so they actually, I've actually shared the PDF of what I have so far with them, and, you know, things like that. So, you hear that? That's, <laughs> I don't know if you hear that in the background. Is <laughs> she screaming, Volvo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, sometimes she does it. It's like, don't like say, you know, like it's, I guess you get, you gotta still be careful where you like say things. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe we should go and ask our other guest how he's doing because he's been yeah. sitting very patiently and quietly. Yeah, that's a good idea. So it's like you don't have a screaming young lady in the background, so you get to speak for a bit now. <laughs> I'm just going to mute my mic for a second, everyone. Okay, see you in a minute. Um, so, Sai, we see pictures from you up in the Highlands 
out with your camera, having a good time. What have you been doing since we last spoke? Well, I can't believe you just put it in. I'm just eating a dime bar cake. <laughs> I was sitting so quietly. I'm very sorry to interrupt your dining. <clears throat> it was it's my best dessert of the week. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so what have I been up to? Um, yeah, quite rightly put, I've been breaking ground glass up, um, up big mountains, basically. Uh, that was last week, anyway. Um, yeah, so that was up in Sky. Um, I decided that um, I'd have uh, enough of a stressful month that um, it warranted, um, yeah, just climbing up a big hill and uh, shooting some some eight by ten paper negatives. So um, I went, to, <laughs> I went to the Old Manor store. Um, which is yeah, basically one of my favourites. Humped up all the big gear. Um, opened my bag uh, to to hear some clinking going on, and um, realised the clown glass had been broken. Um, yeah, that that was um, that was a good day. Not really. Um, so. so- hmm. So what what you were able to do? I mean, you get all the way up there. You've got your eight by ten and broken ground ground broken ground glass. Yeah. What did you do? Were you able to kind of jury rig something? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so I was looking around in my bag to find the biggest uh, piece of uh, broken glass, um, which was about I don't know about four or five centimeters. It's basically a shard of glass. Um, and I just lobbed it from the bottom, uh, you know, bottom edge to the right hand side edge and um, focused as best I could. Obviously, you're going to want to use a loop, aren't you, to, to focus properly, but um, that's not really an option. Um, so, so I managed to focus t- t- as to what I thought I was shooting. Um, and, and shot it for about four minutes in high wind. Um, and um, yeah, I dev I dev the print yesterday, and uh, it's it's a bit shaky. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a classic happy ending to a side story. <laughs> yeah. um, so was well, it a good walk though, side? Yeah, it? it was amazing. I loved it. I, I really, you know, I burnt off some dime bar cake. Um, Got got my got my bum in shape. Yeah, just it was amazing until you know, obviously opening. I, I literally, I don't know how I broke the ground glass, but interestingly, that's Zadie in the background. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Um. In, interestingly, I unmuted my mic. So. Yeah, good day. Amazing. Mute it again. Um. Oh, that's so peaceful. Uh, anyway, carry on, sorry. Yeah. I mean, he always sabotages what I'm trying to say. I, I I sat so patiently, so quietly through everything he was saying. Oh, I can't wait till he comes. And now's your time to shine, Sai. I don't think I can now because everything that I was thinking about that was amazing has just gone gone out of my head. You know, he's had me blooming this today. All I've done is build easels for for Dave coming over next week. Um. So I guess we'll come on to that in a minute, but um, I guess to conclude the um, the old man of store story, um, I still had a brilliant day because it was you know I was just doing what I loved. Um, the the environment was really really harsh. It was you know I was 
slipping over head over heels uh on on the ascent you know i was skidding all the way down on my ass on the way down <laughs> you know i had shot two paper negatives they both came out absolutely shit um but i had a great day um <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I i don't know really what else to say but um you know that that to me it, you know sometimes you're going to have a rubbish day aren't you in terms of are you going to produce an amazing print? Well, you're not always going to do that. Uh, and that's not always what it should be about. So, um, so no, I, you know, I would equally frame, you know, those two paper negatives next to my, my best work. So, cause it, it's, it's, I guess it's what it's all about, isn't it? Do you um, shoot with paper negatives a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Bloody cheaper, isn't it? <laughs> that's certainly true that is certainly <laughs> true hell. um and the, well is it easier to work with yeah it's, it's it's well easy all you do is just you know you set, you set your light meter to three iso or iso is as as how you should say it um but um yeah that, that's that's all you do isn't it um and i guess you know shooting a, up um at the old manor store in you know massively high winds um what I was hoping to try and create was a very, very sort of shaky, you know, atmospheric kind of shot where even, you know, you, you know, you might see the, the whole stack of the old manor store just shifting from right to left. That That's kind of what I had in my head. But obviously when you get up there and you can't even bloody focus, <laughs> you know, you've achieved that straight away. So uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I mean, shooting paper negs is 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 quite close to my heart at the moment. Uh, one thing I really love about it is, you know, you get home and you don't have to spend bloody half an hour um, developing your negatives. You know, you're you're just you essentially you're printing it, um, uh, and that's it. And to see to see your paper neg come out is 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 quite remarkable. And then obviously all you have to do is is dry it. Um, and um you can you know you can scan it in the same way or you can you can do it and you know sort of uh, shine some light through it and and get uh, get your positive out of it so you know if if you really had to you could shine a you know a torch through it and and develop it so that for me is is kind of where it's at at, at the moment you know um there's no point for me in spending megabucks on um 8 10 you know film negatives it's just it's it's just a waste of time for me, um, you know, and I and I really enjoy the process of of, of shooting paper negs, you know. Yeah. Do you find because the one thing I've shot a very limited amount with um, paper negatives and um, aid. I don't, well, you haven't really had the chance to shoot any, have you, Wade? Because you've not used the camera that that would work with for you. No, no, not at all. No. Um, how do you deal? Because the one thing I've found in my limited experience is that the contrast can be a bit harder to manage, especially I've been using the direct positive paper in the past. Yeah. Um, but just in general, the, the contrast is a bit harder to get where you want it with the paper negs. And then if you are um, not using, uh, not digitally um, making them into a positive, but doing it the analog way, you haven't got quite the same flexibility as you have if you're going from a, a negative because you can't use filters. Or, or can you use filters? I don't know. Um, how do you find that, Si? Yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult. I think it's all about coming back to the basics. And if you can, you need to, you know, 
I, I'm not the, the the best person to advise of this. Obviously, you know, you guys all know that you know I break ground glass and all the rest of it. But if you can, if you can light me to you know to the best of your abilities, and and, and make the best possible job that you can of your negative, whether it be paper or film then everything is going to be made a lot easier when you go into your dark room. Um, so, so I guess if, if, if you do struggle with the contrast, it's, it's all about just you developing your own technique. So you compensate for that in the field. Um, and that for me is again, what analog photography is all about because it's a huge, you know, sort of learning process so if, if you're not nailing it you know to your exact requirements the first time then you make adjustments in your head um or you write it down you know i don't know how everybody else works but it it you know i will just kind of wing it in my head and and remember where i messed up the first time or where i perhaps really nailed it the first time and um either replicate that or, or change it in the field um so you know and and I guess that's where it's really at for me is because you never know what you're going to get a hundred percent. You can never really predict everything. Certainly not in the highlands, you know, you're climbing a hill or a mountain or abseiling off a cliff. You never know what you're going to get. Um, and, and you just have to work with it. So I guess that's probably not really answered your question about contrast too much. Um, but, um, but, but I, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I really love about it because, you know, personally, I, I couldn't imagine going off into the field and shooting, you know, exact photos every single time, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, you said that you end up with your 8x10 camera. This is the Intrepid 8x10 that you've got? Yeah, correct, yeah. So w what is bringing the love for 8x10 at the moment? Because especially if you're lugging it up a mountain, I would have thought that maybe, I mean, a, a smaller format, but what do you mean 4x5, which is still not that small, but um, what, why are you being drawn to 8x10 at the moment? Oh, just because it's bloody brilliant, isn't it? It's, I don't know, I just, I, I've, I've kind of... Well, <laughs> <laughs> is that that's dave giggling isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. and unmute because i was laughing yeah sorry bro um so the um i guess the impetus to to to, to actually purchase this this eight by ten was um last year when dave was over and i i can't remember if it was the day before we had managed to go across to the second searchlight or if it was I, I can't remember but anyway I remember um being in bed and we had had a bit to drink and um we were just yeah I think we were quite happy anyway with what we'd achieved um and we, we got talking about the intrepid cameras and we were like oh dude look at this 810 uh, uh yeah so we had a quick conversation um and yeah two minutes later I had, I had booked it and bought it um and um yeah turns out now um dave's gonna go back he, well obviously he's coming over next week um and he's gonna take it back to france and do some yeah whatever he does you know coffee cup stuff with it um <laughs> so much coffee stuff i'm just gonna put everything in cups just do it, <laughs> just do it. um yeah. so i i guess the thing that draws m me to it is is i I don't know. I mean, I think because it is so easy to sort of use, 
you know personally for me bigger is is kind of easier to sort of use i'm not into really really compact sort of stuff um yeah i mean there's there's kind of a lot to learn with that with that camera and obviously not to put anybody off it but you know if if you're say say for example you're shooting a 90 uh, millimeter lens then you really have to be on top of your game with with you know are you going to raise your front standard um you know to clear the sort of you know the baseboard so to speak there's a lot to there's a lot going on with it um so i think that's why i kind of like it is because it's, it's it, for me it's more engaging than a four or five um and to be honest it looks cool as you know it's, it's the dog's bollocks when you go out and you're shooting an 810 either on the street <laughs> or, or or up a hill you know i mean and there's the truth yeah it's it, yeah it's just coming down to dog's bollocks but um but yeah i mean essentially last week when i was up at the the old man store i had all kinds of uh, people walking past with digital cameras blooming drones and all the rest of it and i'm crouching freezing under this bloody dark cloth um with this huge red camera kicking out the front of it and people are like well what are you doing what actually is that um and, and it draws people in and you can you can get a good conversation with people and you know it, it, it's just engaging in a whole kind of circle you know it, it, it's good in that sense that sounds good. That sounds like a pretty good reason to want an eight by ten camera is just to look cool. Um, yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> there are certainly worse reasons. Um, with the lenses, because you um, you have to make sure you get a lens that's got large enough coverage. So, is the lens that you use with this the same one that you use with your four by five? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, it, it it definitely is. So the um, the ninety mil lens that uh, that I was using on the eight ten last week is the same lens that we'll we'll shoot on in 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 the tanks next week, um, which is essentially the same lens that we that we shot with originally. Um, but but yeah, you you just have to be on top of your your thought process with everything. Um, you know in in terms of size and coverage and you know are you going to see the baseboard or you know are you going to get vignetting and and things so again it's just you know there's a lot going on with it and um and to get a decent shot you you have to be on top of your game yeah that's that's pretty good it's um it does seem that uh, i mean even in my limited experience with just four by five that you have to be your brain has to be totally engaged with what you're doing. Otherwise you're going to miss something. And there's even yeah. more of that with eight by 10 because of, of, well, I suppose it's like if you go super wide on a four by five, you hit the same problems, but um, mm -hmm. is so is most of the shooting you've been doing getting out in the Highlands doing landscape stuff or has there been other stuff you've been up to lately? Um, no, to, I mean, to be honest, I you know, I haven't really been working on that many projects, you know, um, I've been super, super busy making easels and, you know, charging batteries <laughs> and buying batteries, uh, buying fish tank heaters. Um, what else? Uh, paddling pools. I've been buying paddling yeah. pools, well, four paddling pools I've yeah. bought. Yeah. Uh, what else have I been buying? Um, 
Oh, just I, I can't even begin to 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 remember the amount of stuff that I've been buying for this tank shoot. Um, so I guess to be honest, guys, the, the main focus for the last month of my life has, has has been this tank documentary that we're about to shoot next week. Um, oh, th- oh yeah, big we, paper. We probably we ought to talk paper, about that. Then. Yeah, yeah. Let, let let's just move on to that. All right, let's move on to that. Um, uh. Dave, you're back now, and the, the screaming oh, in the yeah. background appears to have abated somewhat. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about what, what is this tank shoot of which Sai is repeatedly alluding to, that he has been buying <laughs> uh, paddling pools, fish tank heaters, um, all sorts of things? Is it some sort of weird sex party he's planning, or is it something else? Yes. <laughs> so, well, we do have a laser machine. I'm a smoke yeah, machine coming yeah, in. Yeah, both hands. Now, uh, so, yeah, he's all on about his laser machine. So, so uh, a, a, quite a while back, you know, um, I don't know how long ago it was. I, you know, I, I, I sat down on the pot and uh, flipped, uh, looked at my phone and saw I missed uh, missed a few three or four messages from Simon, uh, <laughs> voicemail messages. So I listened to him, and the the first one went something like, "Okay, listen, listen, remind me." But you know, like in the Simon's accent, which is neither like really English nor Scottish or anything, right? He's he's just like <laughs> obviously tired. He's like, "Listen, listen," in it. Uh, remember this. Remind me of this tomorrow. Okay. Two photographers, one tank, <laughs> one photo. Uh-oh. Biggest dark room. <laughs> Go in. One photo out, you know, just like these weird fragments. He's like, no, listen, listen, one, one photo tank. I'm like, what is going on in the end? And he calls me back and he's like, I, I have a laser machine. Okay. We do smoke and lasers. <laughs> I'm like, what is going And then the, the third one, he's like, no, remind me of this tomorrow. Remind me. Um, let's, let's go in. Let's build the world's largest dark room in the, in the, in the service tunnels. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, and as you know from from this uh, podcast, we had gone into these these oil tanks before, and we did these videos that didn't get many views. and And you guys had us on. We talked about it, and then we I did an article for thirty five MMC uh, on them, and I sort of teased the footage we shot inside these tanks before. I said, "Hey, look, if we get enough views on our videos, I'll release this footage." And, and we never got enough views on the video. And so we took that as a sign that people want to see more videos from us. So I'm not saying there's logic here. Clearly. Okay. I'm not claiming. But so we're a little backwards on that. We're like, well, this is a sign. And and so what it became was, well, let's not ever edit this footage. We started talking about it. And after I unpacked his, you know, his several messages, uh, we, we were talking about it would be cool to actually try to produce a feature-length documentary. The whole idea is we go in, we do one shot, we develop it in the access tunnels, and we actually create a dark room in the access tunnels, and we print as big as we possibly can on location. And, and, and then it'll serve two things. One, we can explain sort of all the process of analog photography just sort of in this ridiculous setting. And then also do some sort of tour of the tanks, the access tunnels and the history um, from an expert and and try to package it into one sort of thing where, you know, we can sort of promote analog photography and the ridiculousness of it all uh, in that. And so 
we sort of ran ran with that and then I ended up buying a ticket. So so it's happening. <laughs> So okay, well, can we get some specifics then? Um, we we know that you, you're making the, the biggest darkroom tunnel thing. Yeah, tank. Um, two tank. guys, one photo. Yeah. Two, two guys, one tank. <laughs> yeah, two guys, one tank. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Video. Yes. So come on, let's hear the specifics of exactly what you guys are going to be doing down there. Oh, yeah, we're gonna we're actually <clears throat> we're gonna set up a shot like we did before in one of these giant tanks, which is what 250 meters long. 10 meters wide, 50 meters high. And we're going to shoot on 4x5 with Intrepid. So Intrepid's actually sponsoring us. So uh, we're using Intrepid 4x5, and they're actually providing us the Intrepid Enlarger, the new Enlarger that's just coming out. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And that, that's part of why we went ahead with it, because you know getting support from people like Intrepid really uh, helped. And so what we'll be doing is actually building sort of a darkroom area in the service tunnel right outside these tanks. Because you, there are six of these tanks. When I talk about this 250 meter long tank that's 15 meters high and 10 meters wide, there's six of them, right? So imagine this service tunnel that services all these. It's, it's huge, this whole underground structure. And so in this tunnel, we're going to actually build a dark room and use the Intrepid Enlarger. And we're going to print on, uh, we got a fiber paper, a roll of fiber paper from AG Photographic, who, you know, who helped us out a little. Uh, we got a roll of fiber paper that's 127 centimeters by 10 meters long. So the goal is to make prints that are about, you know, one, uh, 110 centimeters long, 117 centimeters long, um, big fiber prints in the worst environment to try to print on fiber paper. It's really dumb, in fact. And so we're going to, we're going to try to do that. And, and we're also going to camp out in those service tunnels overnight. Yeah. So that's up and film it all. <laughs> Sounds like fun so far. Yeah. <laughs> Go somewhere pitch black, take a photograph of something pitch black, print it in the pitch black, sleep yeah. overnight in the pitch black. Yeah. 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 But they'll, they'll be Armagnac. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my contribution. Simon's doing all of the groundwork and I'm bringing the Armagnac. Um, I have some logistical <laughs> questions, obviously. Yeah, sure. Okay, so the first thing is you're going to somewhere which, as from our previous conversation, I understand to be absolutely light-free. It is as black yes. as black can be. Yes. Um, but you're still going to have to make a dark room within this because you're going to be making your own light. So, so you're mm -hmm. going to the blackest place you can find and then ruining yeah. it as a dark room and having to build your own dark room within it. Um, so yeah. how are you going to do that? Generator. Simon has a generator. <laughs> um, oh, is, is, oh, yeah. So the paddling pools, <laughs> paddling pools, and a generator. How are you going to do that, generator? <laughs> two guys. All right, listen. Okay, Graham. Two guys. <laughs> one photo. Generator. Did not hear Simon's initial description. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Simon has a generator. We're for our for our baths for development for the paper. We're actually bringing in kids like inflatable pools because they're light. You know, obviously weight is an issue and everything. So we have those pools, um, fish tank heaters to keep uh, water at temperature, and and yeah. <laughs> this is probably another silly question, but um, is water <laughs> readily available as well there? No, we're going to have to be bringing in big, big, big jugs of it. So, yeah. So, I guess 
let, let, let me jump in here, not not specifically into paddling pool next to a generator because <laughs> might get a bit a problem there. Um, so so here here's how it's going to work basically. Um, so we, today, um, you know, the easel is being built, um, and you know it's king massive. I can't really put it in any any other words than that. It's <laughs> king massive. So. So, so it's big, okay. So, you know, there's that. So I've built that. Um, we're going to need to transport all of the stuff up to the tanks. The 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 tanks are accessed by this tunnel that Dave's talking about. Um, that's built into this, you know, this essentially what is a man-made hill um, that that was excavated, you know, in World War Two, um, just towards the end of that. Um, so, so we go up there, we go to the mid station, um, that's as far as you can drive any sort of, you know, normal vehicle to. Um, so we offload all of the stuff. Well, uh, you know, saying we, meaning I have got to <laughs> like lug all this equipment up on my Todd. Thanks Dave for coming next week. Not this week. Um, I have to do all this, um, access the, the, the tunnel um set up somewhere to sort of camp essentially um and then set up you know the easel tarpaulins generator um four paddling pools um so to access where we're gonna sleep and where we're gonna dev the 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 negative and where we're gonna process the print that's about mm, about 300 meters down this this really smooth concrete tunnel which is great because you know we're going to use skateboards to to um to transport all the gear we meaning i um so yeah so i'm going to have a good time next week skateboarding down this massive long tunnel with you know masses amount of water uh, and chems and all the rest of it so that will all be just just amazing for when dave comes over uh, i should also mention that um my my brother um is, is coming to film um us do this sort of you know the, this crazy shenanigans uh, dom davda um he's come in and he, he will basically be our cameraman for, for you know for, for the you know duration of you know whether it be 24 hours or 48 hours i don't know what it's going to be yet but we're going to be in the tanks for as long as it takes um so i guess our main issue at the moment well there's there's two main issues that are i i guess they're on my mind and they've definitely been on dave's mind so um one one of which is is the light source um going to be big enough to project to to that size of print um we're not going to know that until we get it and, and and we try the first um you know try the first print if it's not then we have other options available um you know so 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 that that's kind of address that issue i'm not that concerned about you know are we going to be able to project as big as we want to because you know other options are available we can do it it's still using the intrepid gear so that's fine um the second option um or, or i guess issue is the better word is how are we going to realistically do a good job of washing the fiber-based print and the answer to that is 
we're going to do as best as we can <laughs> um, based on how many times I can go up this blooming tunnel and back with uh, with water on a skateboard. Um, there's there's no running water. There's no there's no clean water in the vicinity. It's probably going to be about four degrees maximum ambient air temperature. Um, you can't use any any why, why lights doing this? down there uh, at all. It, can I? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we should, yeah. Why are we doing this, man? Um, we're doing this because we can. <laughs> you know. You know. I, I think that's why we landed on the moon, isn't it? Because it was there. You know? <laughs> I didn't know I, you I landed on the moon. That, so that we learn something every day. I have. Yeah. 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 I've shot the moon. Yeah. Several times. In fact, Dave says. Dave said that actually last week. Sai, Sai, you should go shoot the moon, man. You okay, know, so get the listen, four five. I, I told, get the four five. I told up him and shoot the moon. You um, know? Yeah. So I, I, I told I told Simon to help us in the tank with our focus that he should focus the moon to get infinity and actually draw markings right on the on the intrepid mm-hmm. uh, where infinity is for the lens we're using, yeah. and then measure precisely something uh, ten meters away and mark that too because we'll be shooting at f f over 22 and so uh as far as hyperfocal goes if we're anywhere between 10 and infinity we know the shot will be doable and so that's a good way for us to check our thing so i said hey focus on the moon focus something 10 meters away and all he heard was go to the moon and yeah, so. <laughs> can I ask? I, I got a really obvious question to ask. Yeah, right? sure. Um, so, so what is the photograph you're going to take? I think it's the same one we sort of already did, <laughs> <laughs> but better. So, you know, it's the down water, but, but, but in the teacup. F twenty two, F sixteen. But yeah, but but picture a dragon at the end. So just <laughs> can you have my vision? Dragons oh, and vulvas everywhere. Uh, so oh man, so, just you didn't bring say that was happening. You you can cancel your trip. Uh, it's not happening. No. So I mean, we were happy with our first shot. You know, we only could really take one shot. We go in there and it, it sort of worked, but it's not perfect, right? It, yeah. And for those, so so I'm thinking of the shot now where you've got all the lights going down the yeah. the, the the yeah the tank. Okay, mm-hmm. and and the story of that which we covered. And and Graham, can you remember which show it was on? But we talked about it, and and you'd gone in there and you'd made this you know uh, clever clever working out that you could just shoot it all with an open shutter as a long exposure, where where the guy with from the BBC or wherever had gone in there with about twenty million lights and couldn't make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're gonna do the same thing, just do it a little better with a better flash this time, um, and try to mm-hmm. really nail the shot. Because the first time we didn't know what to expect, and getting focus was a little fishy, right? And you can't see it on the small image on your computer, but if you blow up the negative, it's obvious that we didn't quite nail uh, focus, right? Uh, but we, you know, you don't you don't know what to expect. You do your best. You do your best. You have someone go halfway down the tank with a the brightest light they can find and you try to focus on the loop, but obviously it's not perfect. So, so basically we're trying to nail that sort of same shot because it's going to have to be super, the focus is going to have to be dead on if we're printing as large as we are. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, anything we mess up is going to be really obvious when you print that big. And are you going to use the same system of lighting as you did last time? 
Yeah, we have a better flash, a more powerful flash. So last time we shot f over 16, um, but we want not even that shallow of a depth of field because we really want to see the whole tank. So this will allow us to shoot f over 22 um, with HP5 pushing it to 1600 uh, at exposure index 1600. So, so we have a better flash, which has a bigger battery that won't die on us. Um, and but yeah, it's essentially the same the pr same procedure as last time. And the smoke machine? Didn't I hear smoke machine mentioned somewhere in this insanity? Uh, Simon's really wants to have a disco or something. Yeah, he just like he just. <laughs> oh, oh, it's all oh, about me now, isn't oh, it? Just now yeah. the toys are coming. To be honest, out. Simon, oh. most of this entire project seems to sound to me what? like it's just you trying to fulfill the dream of being one of the teenage mutant ninja turtles skateboarding up and down inside pipes underground. Um, so that's what most of this sounds like to me. Um, yeah, okay, but 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 I'm also going to dress up <laughs> yeah. as the Beastie Boys as well. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. so, so, so just can I? So technically, on on the topic of a smoke machine, right? These yeah. things tend to be fairly small, right? So, so mm, how much smoke yeah. do you need to to fill? A tank, two hundred and fifty meters, about <laughs> fifteen meters high. <laughs> oh man, Slow. you're going to be like that bloke Slow. in uh, which? Uh, is it the guy in Waterworld? Is it the, the Kevin Costner movie? Yeah. You know, the old man who lives in a dinghy yeah. inside an oil tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that maybe that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's yeah. where. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't quite remember the scene, but yeah, I can, I can, I can do better than that. Yeah, that's for, that's easy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, I mean, I. Uh, you should do should, actually. Should you should do. You should take two shots. You should take two shots, right? You should take one shot, which is the shot you're planning, and then another one you should put halfway down the tank. You should put a paddling pool, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. have a photograph yeah. of you in, in, the, in the paddling, but one of you uh, or both of you, a photograph of both yeah. of you just play, playing which, in the paddling pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, for you, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think we'll try to okay, do it. We'll, we'll just we'll get the flash. Then. Yeah, no, we'll do a shot of us. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. We'll get a paddling pool. A, a, a selfie, a, like, but, a, but a really yeah, artistic Yeah, one. yeah like with a dragon yeah, yeah. in the middle. Oh, man. Well, Graham <laughs> once told me that I yeah, shouldn't do anything. A dragon in the middle. <laughs> that's true. I did say that, and I stick by it. Um, so, I mean, you <laughs> obviously, say you, uh, for all of your nonsense, you have clearly prepared a lot for this. Um, how, like, the things like the water you know could be an issue because you're just going to need a lot of it and fiber prints need a lot of washing but you know that's just one of those things you might just wash it more when you get it home um stuff like what? shut up um stuff like the um fish tank heaters um you, you said that the ambient temperature down there is going to be pretty low is there a threshold temperature that you're going to have to get this water to before it'll work or is it just a case of well if it's colder we'll just be here longer well, I mean, essentially, it, you know, there there is going to be a technical sort of, you, you know, resource that you can look up that is going to say something like maybe 15 degrees Celsius. Um, you know, then you're going to speak to different people and then they're going to say, well, no, that's bullshit. Or actually, no, it needs to be higher, you know, or it's not going to be effective. Um, so... <laughs> Again, we're just going to do what we do all the time, which is we're just going to make it work. Um, you know, 
guaranteed we will come out with a mint print you know and I, I mean that so so sincerely that you know we will just we will just do it we'll achieve it um so yeah i mean the 15 degrees is probably you know a correct sort of um, reference and and we will get fairly close to that i would imagine but what i don't want to go down into the tunnels you know thinking is right we need to be super technical you know we need to achieve this degree da 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 for this amount of time because you you know it, it, that's not what the project is about it's it's really about okay we've we've chosen possibly the hardest place in the world you know other than a volcano to do any sort of dark room printing in um and you know this this is kind of what 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 uh, what we're trying to achieve is is we're trying to say to people look you you can take an old kind of you know technology or whatever you want to refer to it as you can go into a very harsh environment and you can still come out with something massive um you know uh, uh, and it can be very good. I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect print um, by any means, but you know, um, I'm, I'm sure I'd hang it on my wall um, <laughs> if if I can find any wall space that's kind of big enough for it. I'm just looking at the easel the now, the table, and it's, yeah. it's just again, it's hit. Yeah, I, I don't think we should we do it yet. Yeah, just yeah, let's not do it then. Um, let's just so I, let's just do RC, shall to, we? Should we just do to RC? Follow, to to, to follow up, uh, Simon's. Uh... Like his, his, you know, he he firmly believes in this, and I do too. I'm still sort of worried about fixer. So a developer, you know, we can just sort of leave it in super long if it's a little cold. But if you've ever printed fiber, you know that um, if you don't fix it well enough, even you know, even if you wash it really well afterwards, you'll you'll have those sort of pink and orange spots start appearing. Because the emulsion, because it's fiber, is actually in the actual fibers. And if it's cold and the fixer doesn't activate super well, it won't actually get all of the emulsion out of the fibers. And then that starts to react with light when light hits it. And that's what turns it like, you know, pinkish, orange and stains. So that's my one concern isn't even the being there longer with developer. It's really about like making sure we can we can fix we can fix the paper well enough because it'd be nothing more disappointing than have this big print look perfect, you know, start washing it with your headlamps on and just see like a pink blob appear in the middle of it. So, um, so that's my one concern. But. So, so, so how many liters of water are you dragging down there? Oh, about, um, 50, 60, something like that at least. So yeah, okay. So 50, 50, 60 liters of water, and all the on all the other equipment as well. Uh, that's that's going to be quite a few skateboard trips. If you've got a little red truck, you know that you could pull a, a little pull along red truck. I probably would be able to get one, but I mean the thing is as well. Um, oh man, it's yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. I think I'm just going to come to France next yeah, week, yeah, Dave. We're just going to break into more chateaus. Call yeah. it today. So, yeah. <laughs> so this is all happening, right? As we record this, then this sounds like this is this is not happening this week, right? We're recording on Monday. It's happening next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so assuming that you you both survive, yeah. then 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 there'll be a story to, to tell in about two weeks from now. Yeah. 
20, 21st of February is going to be uh, when we actually shoot. Um, and yeah, yeah, we'll be staying in there overnight until it's done. I get, I get in the 20th. So I told, I told Simon my schedule and he goes, great. The next day we're going in the tanks. So, so if if he complains about having to do all this prep work, it's on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so the pressure is sort of on, we have to have some sort of good story and some sort of good footage because now we have all these people supporting us like cool film club, which I actually heard of from the first time you guys had us on, uh, by, you know, they had a little plug on the show yeah, yeah, I well, remember, be, yeah, because yep. of that, you know, both Simon and I connected uh, with Cool Film Club and got subscriptions, which is really cool. And the guy behind that's a really cool guy. And so he's flipping us some um, um, T Max thirty two hundred to help document T-Max. everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, to help document everything on thirty five millimeter film, which would be fun. Yeah, okay. and uh, Emulsive has been helping us out with stuff. So has Hamish Gill, uh, 35MMC, obviously Intrepid, AG Photographic, right? So um, so suddenly all these players are coming into play, you know. Uh, so we have to have something. Um, <laughs> you got to have yeah, some output. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if you never hear from me and I close down shop on all my social media, you know why. Uh, and I even, I just set up a GoFundMe today. Because obviously we're still absorbing a lot of costs and even uh, post-production. I, I do video production, but even still, that's a lot of time and effort. And if we're trying to do a feature length thing, it's going to it's gonna take time. So I set that up. So is that what it, it's going to be feature length or 90 that's, minutes? That's the goal because we want to have a full sort of tour of the tanks, right? Like that historical perspective. Because I think it'll be interesting for people, just us screwing around, obviously, but tempered by legitimate content. Um, in the form, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I and maybe we could trick some people who are into history and interested in that in the region and the war, war history in the Scottish Islands. You know, trick them into act, watching something that advocates uh, uh, that you know, uh, film photography, analog photography. To be honest, so. I mean, I I think your best market is going to be in people who are interested in found um, found footage horror films because the prospect of seeing Cy losing his mind in a tunnel <laughs> underground in total darkness over a period oh. of 24 hours, it's going to be something to see. It's gonna, I, I thought about Blair Witch today in regard to this, in regard to this project. I was like, do we just turn it into... Yeah, no, I, I had the same thought, Grant. I'm with you. <laughs> but... but um... I, I I had forgot to mention this, Dave. Like last night, um, I, I watched the Descent Part Two, and um, I couldn't quite, you know, figure out what it was all about until people went down into a big tunnel again, and then I remembered what it was all about, and then I thought maybe this isn't the right kind of film for me to be watching. You know, the Descent. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's about tunnels and caves and ice axes. And weird, like you've seen it, haven't you? No, no, oh, we haven't. But anyway, anyway, we get it's what you're talking about. We, we, get, we get what you're talking about. So anyway, it, putting aside, Sai, the uh, distinct possibility of you losing right. the fragile grasp you have on your mind to this 24 hours in the darkness, this GoFundMe, Dave, um, where, where can people find Because this project sounds fantastic, and this is a thing I, can, I really want to see this film. I, I, how is he going to film you guys doing this? Because surely that will need light whilst you're not wanting light being thrown around. <laughs> so, 
Oh, sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking for the GoFundMe link, and I... okay, well, what's the GoFundMe link? Let's concentrate on the important thing first. I gotta find that. I, I no shared it just on Twitter. You know, I'm yeah. I'm gosh, he's really good doing at all kinds of um, stuff today. Graham, to to answer your question about lighting, <laughs> yes, please do. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I'll I'll take one for for Dave now. Gee whiz, um, yeah. So obviously off off the generator, um, it's it's just a tiny generator that we're going to take in. It's about seven hundred watts or whatever. Um, but um, we will use um, a couple of LED floodlights that that again aren't going to kick out a huge amount of light. But you know we don't want that really. We essentially we're just you know going to keep it very much on a sort of a task oriented light source um so you'll you'll see what what we need you to see um and you know hopefully we'll see what we need to see as well um based based on the light sources so essentially you know we, we have to be pretty careful about the 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 kind of ignition source so to speak um when when we go down into the tanks because you know there is still a presence of you know potentially flammable atmosphere in there um you know so so yeah we're going to have to take breaks we're going to have to monitor the oxygen levels um we're, we're going to have to be slightly professional about that side of things um so in terms of what we take into the actual tank you know obviously analog cameras are very good um electronics maybe not so good um yeah so so we're gonna have to watch ourselves really the generator um, <laughs> yeah yeah generate we, we can't really put in our pockets and leg it down the tank with um having said that uh, you know i think having been in there a number of times you, you know um I, th I think we'll be okay with a generator you know fairly down uh you know away from any you know presence of oil or or you know more to the point oil vapors um so yeah we're gonna essentially we're gonna use two two leds uh floodlights for task lighting only um and the rest will be you know either handheld sort of intrinsically safe you know equipment um mixed with head torches uh and, and that's that that sounds good. That sounds good. Well, I'm glad you're not taking too many sources of uh, open ignition down into what is essentially a large fuel tank, because I remember the scene from um, Waterworld. That did not go well for that little old man on the boat. <laughs> he went, well, it was that cigar? <laughs> cigar? Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. I get, yeah, don't take cigars. <laughs> oh, okay. I think the next time you have us on, we all just watch Waterworld together, and that's that's the episode. Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> did you think <laughs> Did you find the GoFundMe, which you apparently created yeah, I today? Yeah, I just sent you the link in the chat, so you can see that. No, I've, I've seen it, yes. Yeah. So on, on Go, GoFundMe.com slash shot documentary. Oh, Dave, that's really professional. Well done, dude. <laughs> it does Wait, sound what like would you a... expect from the Danger Boys with a Z? <laughs> it, well, yeah, it does it, it does sound like some sort of porn star act name. I have to say, <laughs> Tanky <laughs> One Shot. Woo, oh, man. 
well, look, I, I, I say on the good fund me that that's a working title, hopefully. Uh, uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Well, we will make sure yeah. that the link to this is in the show notes. Um, I, for one, really want to see whatever it is comes out the other side because success or fail, and I'm sure it will be a success. I have every faith in you guys. It's going to be well worth watching. The one question that we didn't ask regarding this, yeah. it, what, what are you going to do with this big print? Well, so actually, so the the goal is to you can sell it for a million dollars. Yeah, at <laughs> least the goal the, the the goal is to try to make three prints while we're in there, and so we have a big roll of paper, and so we want to be able to have um, one that we can frame to possibly exhibit, one that we can frame to try to sell, and then um, just one for us, you know, to have as an extra, and just make it a, an addition of three. And see if we can get three prints out of it. So, so one will be for sale for uh, an exorbitant amount of money that no one will probably pay, and uh, because you know people don't buy art. And <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to exhibit it. Uh, the other one. So that sounds fantastic. That sounds really fantastic. Well, just to go before we move on to this again, that's uh, GoFundMe.com forward slash Tanky Muck One Shot. <laughs> dash documentary that, that's tanky with a, a y not an ie yeah it's with a y yes as, as, as if that makes yeah, it any yeah. more, more professional. <laughs> I oh gosh simon simon called me today like did you make the gofundme up we're going to be on the show i was like fine so i just rushed and you know when you can't think of anything you're like you know you get all Bodie mcboat face on your gofundme page you i don't know where, where it could be anymore though <laughs> So it's good. It's good to know that the the foolishness of the British public, right, has now travelled and and now becomes the theme of an art project launched by an American who lives in <laughs> yeah. France. And it's truly British yeah. culture crossing boundaries yeah. there. Yeah. It's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. I, I sincerely hope that the, the the video when it comes is going to have a Danger Boys production writ large <laughs> all over it. If, if it isn't, if, if you want my funding money, that I expect to see this. Look, look Simon. So I, I in my dark room, I wear a lab coat, um, and I'll go live on Instagram, and people ask me questions, and now it's like my persona, you know. Um, and uh, so I sent Simon over a lab coat. I said, hey, while we're in there, working the lab, we got to be wearing lab coats. And immediately he's like, I'm getting gold chains and like a clock to wear. <laughs> so it's <laughs> that was the first thing he said. So he's like, a lab coat? I, like, how are you putting like Flava Flav with a lab coat? I don't know how one. Re- yeah. So so it's definitely going to be a weird Danger Boys production. Yeah. That's, uh, that just reminds me of there's another movie in there, isn't it? Uh uh, New Jack City. New, is that the um? Which one is that? New Jack Jagger. City was a movie set in New. No, 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 no. New Jack. Uh, no, it, um, it's a movie about drugs oh, in New York yeah. where um, Ice T plays the cop, I think, um, and uh, and actually, uh, Public Enemy are in it. Uh, they they're doing that's, like a, a a live outdoor. That's gig. like that's a, like Chris Rock's in that, right? Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yes very young because we're talking about 1993 here 
Awesome movie. New, New Jack City's a yeah. great movie. It was the, the, the big tagline from that, if I remember rightly, was because uh, Wesley Snipes yeah. was one of the lead characters in it. And he, his, his line was, am I my brother's keeper? There you That's go. Right. There okay, you well, go. Yeah. I, think they, I think he ends up killing his brother at the end. So you may not want to take mm. that analogy too far. Yeah, yeah we all know. <laughs> I mean, this might become like a... a... Sorry, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old film. 24 hours <laughs> in the dark, anything could yeah, happen. So- so, new Tank City, okay. Yeah. New Tank City, yeah, there, there you go. go. New Tank City, yeah. yeah. If, if there is any <laughs> there listener out there who does not want to see this movie being made, for, <laughs> for whatever reason, I mean, you know, even if it is just that thing of, oh, I, I want to I wanna fund this car crash because I need, I need to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, we all like to watch car crashes, right? Like, you could be part of it. Yeah. This this is gonna be this is going to be amazing. It's gonna be something. Um, how do you have a kind of estimated? I know that post production video, and you have no idea what you're gonna come out of it with. But do you have like a target for when you'll actually get this ooh, ooh, feature ooh, finished? Uh, by let, let let me answer I, this I one. I foresee no, no. it as Simon Dave, Dave, calling let... me every oh, single God. day. He, stop, yeah. stop, Dave. <laughs> stop, Dave. <laughs> So essentially timeline um, from, you know, from when we hit the stop button, a couple of weeks, Max, Dave will have it done. (laughs) (laughs) And Dave is the person who will be doing the doing. What's your timeline on this? Yeah. Two weeks. So actually, so this sort of, this is part of why I actually legitimately did the GoFundMe because um, it just comes down to how much extra time for my, my real work. And since I, I work freelance for different, um, for different clients, if if we can actually get a little funding, I can turn down projects and focus a little more on that. So it's sort of contingent on on uh, paying work and and how much time I have. So, but knowing me, I get sort of obsessed and I want to see it happen. So I'll probably try to work pretty quickly and try to get something, you know, a preliminary version out in a month or so, and then what? you know, hopefully uh, we can work through things. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic it's very exciting and um yeah if you go to the uh, fundraiser page there's a great picture is is that the original pi- no that's not the original picture because it's a color picture so clearly not that was um so when we when we did the um had the idea for the flash um fortunately i had uh, a sony in there to film because we wanted to film some video and so we we didn't actually have enough batteries for the flash to do more than one shot and so I quickly tested the idea and just walked down, you know, just a third of the way, quickly did it. And we we're like, okay, we're good. And then we did it on four by five. So that was actually the quick test reference shot to make sure um, that like it wasn't an insane idea. But uh, we didn't have enough flash to actually make a full one on digital. So we actually committed to the the film shot instead. No. That's cool. Well, yeah, do check it out, listeners. Um, it's uh, it, you got a, a, a very um, modest goal, I think, for of two thousand pounds, which to get what you want to get done done. I think, I think that's achievable. I think you're going to get there. I definitely think you're going to do it um, because, like I said, I think people, I think people will invest that much just to get video footage of Sai having a breakdown. Which <laughs> is... Yeah, we should have stretch goals. Like I promise, I will. Bring side of the brink of. Uh, <laughs> That's horrible, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I think you pretty much oh. live at the brink of that most of the time, anyway, don't you? Yeah. Are you saying I'm high maintenance? This is this is pretty, pretty rough, to be honest, boys. Pretty rough at this time of night. Calling me that, yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Well, that's true. I. I... 
I think you bring that baggage oh, with you, sir. Yeah. AIDS now, you as well. Oh, man. <laughs> it's too aid. Oh, it's gone for the stretch goal. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, look. That that is oh god okay somebody got, get his handler in um that is all I'm gonna need some PPT in a minute <laughs> that is super cool um we've been chatting for quite a while now so uh, I think we need to start getting towards wrapping things up um but the first thing we want to do for that is just um Cy, when you were last on here you abandoned Dave uh Did I? and you came. You did. You came with Keith last time you were oh, yeah. here. That's right. Yeah. You cheated. So, so, so yeah. easy. I can see to why maintain. you're upset. The other woman. Oh, man. I miss Keith. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not what Keith says about you. Oh. Um, so, when we last spoke, you were just in the process of getting organized to do some um, courses and uh, what's the word? Workshops. That's the word I'm grasping for. Workshops up in the Highlands. You were just starting to get organized with that. Whereabouts are you with that? Is there somewhere that people can now go to see and book these courses with you and Keith up in the Highlands? Yes, there absolutely is. So, um, if you go to. Stop laughing. I can't believe you. You guys have been so harsh tonight. Every time we do a show, <laughs> at the end of the show, you guys get really, really like, and and stressy. And, you know, this is the time where I really need to be like breathing. That's, that's how we know it's time to, that's breathing, how we know it's time to wrap up my the show. CPT, <laughs> you know, rolling my feet, maybe do a bit of med. Anyway, let, let me give you this link because I can tell I'm, I'm going to be a bit shaky after this. So, um, KeithMossPhotography.co.uk is where you can go. Um, you can, you know, you can literally book on our large format photography experiences. Um, highly recommend that you do so because it's, um, you know, amazing. We can take you pretty much not not just to the Highlands of Scotland, but we can, you know, we can shoot in Yorkshire, you know, down south. Where literally we've we've sort of made it so that you, you can say whatever location that you want to be at. Uh, we can come to you even. Um, we can bring, you know, the, the large format cameras, the Intrepid cameras with us, everything that you need to shoot. Um, we'll talk you through everything. You'll be able to print, uh, sorry, um, develop your, your negatives as well. Um, Keith has a darkroom van, uh, Dapper Dan, that you know that is fully functional. So you know, once um, it's a darkroom van, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a darkroom van. So I mean, you know, he just said he has a Dapper Dan. Like people know what that means. <laughs> He's got a. Everybody dapper knows what Dapper Dan is in terms of darkroom. Look, just shush. Oh, just... oh. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, Ty, you can you can do this. Get I, I this when you're trying to though. sell your wares, do a better job. Oh, I just I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so people so, so, go. Yeah. The, the link is up. You can go to keithmossphotography.co.uk. You can book. We'll come to you if you can't be asked. Come into us. Um, we'll teach you how to do large format <laughs> everything. We're amazing. Book now. Don't be stupid. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> that's awesome that is a good, good old school call to action yeah, for anybody listening to the show I like it a lot <laughs> wonderful wonderful and um and Dave, I guess um, as obviously the fundraiser for <laughs> Tanky Workshop um, 
Um, but but also uh, your Patreon, um, which we talked about, um, which yeah. which is um, let me make sure I get the right uh, name here. It is just David Allen on Patreon, isn't it? There's quite a few David Allen, so it's not the easiest. Uh, if you do slash D Bloomsday, which is my handle on social media, which is my handle on both Twitter and Instagram. So I just stuck with that because it's what people know. So D B L O O M S D A Y. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so patreon.com uh, slash deep D bloomsday. Yeah. And I just try to keep people, I do a lot, try to do a lot of um, patron only posts, keep people up to date with what I'm doing and, and stuff. So, so, uh, but there's some public posts too. So if people are interested in what I'm doing, they can they can check it out. That's very cool. And it's worth noting because, as you mentioned earlier, you, you you're doing yours in a unique way, or maybe not unique, but a way I've never seen where there's a limited amount of each tier. So at the moment, uh, you know, it, it's definitely one of those things that if you think this sounds interesting, get on it sooner rather than later because the longer you leave it, uh, it goes up quite rapidly. Let's see what the highest tier you can get up to on here. Um, eh, you know, for if you're pledging four thousand dollars <laughs> a month, you'll get the same thing as the person pledging a quid. Um, so yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jump on it, people. Jump on it. <laughs> I might have to add some lower levels. Just to, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, listen. I'm saying nothing, but but maybe <laughs> my, maybe yeah. my gal had. Um, but there's some great pictures, and you've got some great posts on there that people can see just by going and clicking on it. So that's wonderful. Oh, great. Um, just, lots of just, cool things for people to check out this week. The- just before you move on, did did Dave tell you that he won another plastic camera? What? <laughs> I don't know. He, I think he mused himself. I think what side was. Oh, yeah, I did, w- I did win another plastic big camera news. since last week. Big, big, yes. big. Did you, news. What, what did you win? Um, it, uh, L- L- La Sardina mm. from Lomography. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. They're really cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It was from the 10 and 1 awards. So um, I was one of the 10 and 1 award winners. So the big, you know, their awards at the end of the year. Mm, um, that's where I saw your pictures most recently, or in in a um, formal synopsis. Oh, never mind. Carry on. Words <laughs> gone. Yeah, and but uh, so every year the the ten and one award winners they send them a custom sort of camera that's that's just for the award winners. So it's a, a Lesardina with a special design on it. Yes, it's pretty cool. Um, and um, and and I won a constructor. So. Oh well. Did you you ought to give that side? No, oh, I gave it to my daughter. Um, so yeah, so she's my three year old. She uses it. She's 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 uh so so it went to a serious ph- photographer. Yeah, that sounds good. Have you won anything since we last spoke, Sai? Uh, no, no. I'll take no, that as a no. Eight. Reaching for reaching for aid. Did you see? Yes. Like, you probably didn't. Did you see the thing that Rachel sent us um, this evening regarding Cosmo Photo? Uh, yeah, vaguely, but I won't pretend to know exactly what it was. So, uh, well, it's quite uh, because um, we've now got the taste for uh, announcing uh, hot scoops on here. <laughs> Especially hot scoops specifically relating to 120 roll film. This is our niche. We've cornered it. Um, so, and I think it's going to be announced today on the Thursday. So, this podcast uh, going as it does on the first thing on Thursday morning will be the hottest of hot scoops. Um, Stephen Dowling at Cosmo Photo ha- is announcing today that uh, Cosmo Photo Film, which has so far only been available in 35mm, is going to be coming out in 120 format oh, nice. in May. Um, so that's really cool. That's awesome. um, co- I, 
Uh, it's a nice film. Um, he's, Stephen said he's going to be. There's some slight tweaks to the packaging, so that's nice because it's already beautiful um, packaging. I'm guessing the box will be slightly bigger but skinnier. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the tweak he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's not just trying to jam it into. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a thought. <laughs> Um, so yes Stephen says the film is in the initial stages of pre-production and will be released in May uh, but it is available from Cosmo Photo for pre-order now so that's really cool and as with the original 35mm Cosmo film what's the best well what's one of the best things about it because for one thing I do really like the look of Cosmo Photo I love the sort of the silvery look of it Um, £4.50 a roll for 120 black and white film that's wow. that's pretty nice um so uh great news more new film on the way um uh so yeah look forward to that i'm sure you'll find uh, especially on cosmo photo but no doubt elsewhere today um people sharing more news and information about it but that's just good news are you guys excited about yes. that yes um considering i shoot less and less 35 mil I'm, I'm pretty excited about that and he does so much work with that i really respect what he does and how hard it is i don't know if you listen to the recent um the 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 emulsive and uh 35 mc podcast but they're talking about how much work he puts into that and it's pretty cool Mm. so yeah he does he's a hard-working guy he works very hard on his blog and um puts in a lot of effort Can, can i can i just say really quick um just because you're prompting i just just now added a tier to my patreon a sunny six it's called sunny 16 okay and mm-hmm. um, so it's a tier price of five dollars, Sunny Sixteen podcast. So it's and and this description is Graham thinks I'm too expensive. Here you go, and I'm gonna lim- <laughs> I'm gonna limit it. I'm, uh, so when you when it comes out, I'm gonna limit it to uh, uh, four patrons. So there are four slots at five dollars, um, because otherwise the next one is eight. So I'm doing a Sunny Sixteen for pay- patron slots, just because of you look at that you need to get on that listeners because i'll be honest i may well be taking up one of those slots because yeah. you know <laughs> gotta support the arts <laughs> gotta support the arts. there you go oh, that's brilliant thank you Dave. yeah that's the sunny 16 podcast here there you go uh, very generous of you thank you very much that's good excellent good stuff Good stuff. All right. So, Graham, well, any any more announcements that I might have missed in our in our conversations online? Uh, I, or, or are we sa- are we safe to start wrapping up the I show? I think we're safe. To, I know Rachel's got some stuff she wants to talk about, but um, it's definitely best to do it when Rachel's here, I think. So, yeah, I think we're safe to get out of here whilst the going's good or what approximates for good. Oh, oh well, okay. Yes, well, there we go. Uh, um, first of all, then, Sai, have you enjoyed being on the show? Oh, so much, guys, so much. <laughs> that's good. There was a little pause there while you had to think about it, but that's okay. Dave, have you enjoyed being on the show? Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Well, I tell you what, the Danger Boys, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show again. Um, and, uh, you yeah, know, good luck um, uh, with all your adventures. Um, and uh, let, let's hope uh, let's hope uh, that we can get you back um in in more more or less the same shape and size as you as you as you left us uh, after your adventures so that we can hear a report of how it went uh then uh that then is the end of sunny 16 uh show 138 i think graham 
right? Yeah, that sounds believable to me. Yeah. Oh, and so, I, I know you asked earlier, Aid, and I did actually look up at the time. If anybody does want to listen to the original um, Danger Boys episode, that was episode 104, all the way back uh, in June last year, such a long time ago, which is probably why it was long enough for us to forget what the experience was like and let it happen again. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so see you guys in three years, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we'll book you a slot in the middle of 2020. So, okay, listeners, this has been show 138 of the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, you can find us on the internet, Sunny 16 podcast everywhere. Most of it's Graham, so, you know, don't expect to be treated too politely. Um, but, yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, and beyond that, uh, yeah, send us an email as well because, uh, you yeah, know, we, we, we love that. We love hearing from people. Um, thank you once again to all of you who have chosen to 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 support us on a coffee is that the correct pronunciation i never know the name of that website they've got a problem there it works for me but it's it works for you so (laughs) so anybody would like to say thank you to us or buy us a coffee please go to coffee.com slash sunny 16 podcast i think Uh, there's a link on our web page anyway just go to sunny 16 podcast.com we will play you out oh actually hang on i need to ask a question graham uh, given that we've got new technology in the back office in the studio here where we're uh, we're recording are we still using the same music or are you playing funny business with it would i ever mess with the sanctity of roja's lovely music no we will have the same music as always aid um because i'll pull it out and nail it all together afterwards it's not a you know complete seamless process just yet okay well in which case then ladies and gentlemen of the audience we will play you out with music from Rocha, rh's band uh you can get their album promises i should have kept on most channels like itunes and uh spotify and what's that other one uh oh, amazon um and i think that's about it um as always it has been an honor and a privilege to talk to you all uh we will be back next week goodbye bye Say bye, you two. Oh, my. Oh, bye. 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 (laughs) Love you all. Au revoir. (laughs)